The game is What Would You Do? I love that TV show. Isn't that a TV show? The one with the guy where like it puts people in weird ethical dilemmas. Oh, yeah. And then it's Is that like, still on? I don't know, but I John used to Ke- watch it. John Keone's yeah. was the host. Uh-huh. And they would have people like at a restaurant and somebody like steals money out of their girlfriend. A guy steals money out of his girlfriend's purse while she's in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And they do it and they make sure everybody can see it. That was a great show. And then it's like the ethical dilemma. It's like, do you call someone out for their poor behavior or do you keep your mouth shut and be a passerby? Yeah. And then they ask you why to like defend what you did. Remember? So they're like, why did you choose to do nothing? Um, great show. It's not even a great show. It's a, it's one of the things where you, when you start watching it, you cannot stop. Yeah. Like you're in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, here we get to play. It's what would you do? But there's no John Keone's here. It's just me. You pretend this. You have recently moved and you live close to your old house. You're driving by your old house that's still for sale and vacant. And on the doorstep, you see a package. So in your head, you're like, that's got to be a package for me because... Mm -hmm. I was the last person to live there and nobody has lived there since. Mm-hmm. And with the realtor, and, and so you think about it and then you decide to go back and and go investigate the package, mm-hmm. right? And as you're going up the steps to the porch, you see that the logo on the outside of the box is a company that you have shopped from before. So mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I must have purchased something. I must have bought something and, and it was delayed so I, they're sending it now. That must have been what it was or mm-hmm. whatever. And then you look at the label and it's your address and it's a company you've done business with before. And it's not a comment. It's not like Target. It's a more, more of a niche, niche company. Mm-hmm. But the name is not yours. Mm. And it's also, the, it's also not the name. It's not your wife's name. But it's not your old landlord's name and it's not the real estate. Are you talking about Maybe. <laughs> the question is, what would you do? Would you take the package or would you leave it there? I think Tr- you- Insert dramatic music. Dun, dun, dun. That wasn't very dramatic. I know. Um, so I think that, well, I would text you and say, hey, were you expecting a package from whatever, whatever, whatever? And okay. if you were like, yeah, then I would take it. But what if I said no? Or what if you didn't text me? Or what if you did text me and you only had a few what minutes? What if it was 1992 and we didn't have cell phones? Or a more likely scenario, what if you ran up on the porch to check the package and you had to make a split-second decision because your baby was sitting in the car, in the car seat, and you're on your way home so you don't have like 10 minutes to hang out? On the porch. You got to make the call, get back in the car and get going. Yeah, I would take it. Okay. That's a good, good answer because that's what I did. <laughs> uh, do we know what it is? Like, did you open it? Is it for me? Is it for you? It's a company that you have purchased from in the past. Mm-hmm. And, but the name on the label is like Pam Jacoby or something like that. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Um yeah, it's a monthly subscription that I get. And for whatever reason, they um, got my name wrong like one time. And then I've just never changed it. 
So it's How, like, it's not even close to your name. I know. I know. It somehow was like mixed up, but they got the address right. And I still get my order. So I'm like, eh, does it really matter what my name is? Eh. So it's yours? Yeah. Yeah, it's mine. <laughs> it's mine. It's like. Don't some place. I mean, I think this was UPS or something. Mm-hmm. But like, aren't there some, like if it was the post office, the post office wouldn't deliver it, would they? Yeah, they if, would. If the name didn't match up. Yeah, I send stuff to my parents' house all the time. Like it, gifts for you, Father's Day gift. I send it to my parents with my name. Huh. Yeah. You should send it to with the name Pam Jacoby, just so you're consistent or whatever the name is. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Friday, July 1st, which is crazy. Welcome to the second half of the year 2022. Whoa. So weird. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for holiday weekends, long holiday weekends. My name is Callie Dollar. I am grateful for living so close to drugstores and having access to that. Ellie James has a cold. As you know, she started camp, school, whatever. So it is coming where we just like have the crud in our house. Uh, So she started sneezing. We had a little bit of medicine, not enough. And we're so close to like four drugstores. This is so nice. She sneezed right into my mouth. You're doomed. You're the next man down. Yeah. So it's a, it's on the way. Poor little thing though. She just like she try. She's such a um, good vibes baby. Like she's just always like she's just happy. Right. More mm-hmm. often than not. she's just she's just she's cool. consistent. She's, she's just really even tempered. Even temper, but on the positive side of this spectrum, mm-hmm. like, and she was trying so hard to be in a good mood, despite what I would imagine feels like having a truck parked on her face. Yeah. And it was so, like, it was so cute to watch because she was trying to entertain herself and us at dinner as she normally does with her little noises and her little stuff and like pretending to feed the dogs and getting told no and yeah, I'm so happy, but would just randomly cry for a couple seconds. No. <laughs> I, mean, I love it. She's like, I feel like I got hit by a truck. So if she was doing the one to 10 check-in, she would probably say she wants to be an eight or a nine, but the crud in her face has got her around a three or four would yeah. be my guess. Yeah, but she's in bed in comfy jams. And she's, you know, in her bed, which is like where you want to be when you're And we went to the drugstore and we got her um, grape Tylenol. We got her grape Tylenol, which she she takes the Tylenol by herself because she likes the grape flavor. So Jeff just filled up the little, like you have to give babies medicine in a syringe. Little plunger thing. A little plunger thing. So Jeff like filled it up and she took it from Jeff. She's like, I got this. And she drank it. She's like, all right, this is good. I'm down. Um, Jeff Dollar, it is Friday. We are doing a one to 10 scale check-in on a scale of one to 10. How are you? At this moment in time, with it being a Friday and going into a three-day weekend, with at my, it's my favorite holiday of the year, I think. Nah, it's second place now because Christmas. I think now that we have an Ellie. Oh, I thought you were going to say your birthday. Christmas has to. Nah, my birthday moved down too because Ellie had to be 
born the same week that I am. The same month. She's born eight days before me. She stole my thunder. Yeah. Um, but I love 4th of July. So at this moment in time, I'm like a 9.5. But this past week felt like the last 48 hours of this week felt like it was a full month long. Yeah. I spent all day yesterday thinking in my head that it was Friday, which is the worst thing you can do. I have a theory on that, but we're going to talk about it later in the show um, when you bring up what you were working on yesterday. Okay. Because um, I have a theory on why time feels longer sometimes. So come back to me on that. Okay. Um, so, so my week was like a five, bleh, especially the past 40 hours. But right now, man, 9.5. What about you? Um, I'm an eight. Yes. Because of your new sleep schedule thing. Cause of me, I actually, I do feel pretty good. Excellent. Um, yeah. So I feel a lot better this week. I it's, you know, it's the end of the week. So I'm always a little tired at the end of a week, but I feel worlds better than I have in weeks. So I'm excited about that. I think it's just, it's, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go into it again, but I just think that you're moving your body closer to, and I think you're doing it. I think we accidentally did this at the perfect time of year because it's the longest, like the most daylight. Mm -hmm. So if we're following the natural rhythms of you as an animal creature, animals that- My human instincts. Your animal instincts. Animal instincts. We're getting you awake closer to dates, closer to sunrise, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I think that's a good thing. So yeah. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're feeling better. Okay. It finally happened after six years of driving to work in the middle of the night. I finally got a ticket, a traffic ticket. Here's why I'm annoyed about it. I'm annoyed about it because Cali Dollar does not break the rules. Cali Dollar certainly does not break the rules when there's a cop behind me. Yeah. Let me tell you how this went down. So a couple things. First of all, it is terrifying driving by yourself in the middle of downtown Atlanta in the middle of the night. Um, I'm scared pretty much every day. I actually said to Jeff, I'm like, there's going to be a point where I'm going to get hurt or someone like I have people approach my car on the regular. I have, it's just not, there's a lot of drunk people partying. There's teenage kids that ride scooters super fast and cut in front of cars like mine. It's just a scare. It's just not a fun thing. So I'm always like a little, is a general rule, the people who are out gallivanting, Mm -hmm. like it, at four in the morning, people are, you know, do, you know, headed to work to open their breakfast restaurants or go work the early shift or whatever. People are, you know, delivering newspapers and mm-hmm. getting set up for the day. Mm-hmm. And then there's the gallivanters. They're the ones who are still partying from the night before. They're the ones who haven't gone to bed yet. Because you're right. You At 4 a.m., you're right on the cusp. At four, well, I would think at like 3.30, you're on the cusp. Yeah. Between 4 and 5, like nothing good happens after 4, 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. Like you need to go to bed. Right. Whoever you are, go to bed. And not to mention, I mean, the stories that I could tell you of things that I've seen, like, and it's everything from people who just finished up at the bar or the club or whatever and are in the Waffle House parking lot puking their guts Blah. out. Um, earlier, good, good morning. Have <laughs> Have some eggs. <laughs> Earlier this week, I saw some teenagers who, by the way, why are you up and out in downtown Atlanta at four in the morning? That's a 
question for another time. They were in the Olympic were, were rings. You, were you about to say, where are your parents? Yeah, where are your parents? Go home, get in <laughs> bed. Um, so they were making out in the Olympic rings at Centennial Olympic Park. I'm like, have you no respect for the 1996 Olympics people? I mean, come on, kids these days. Um, I had people approach my window, knocking on it, asking for different things. It's just, the whole thing. So the vibe is just different. Um, so I, you know, I, I do feel relatively unsafe every day, but that is, so that's one part of this. The other part is I had one of my coworkers behind me years ago that called me one morning at the same intersection. I got pulled over this morning and was like, Callie, what are you doing? You're about to turn onto a one way street. You're about to turn left. You don't have to sit at this light. Like if you're turning onto a one way, you can turn. So whether it's left, right, whatever, like that's fine. It's not illegal. So I was like, Oh, I had no idea. So for, I don't know, two years now, I've been coming to a complete stop at a red light and then turning left onto a one way. Now the street, it's important to note that the street you're turning off of is two way. It's a two way street. And you're Um, turning Yes. Left and onto a one-way mm-hmm. street, which which you learned this morning is, is actually not legal. So not legal, as <laughs> I found out. And here's the reason that it irritates me. I was at the stoplight. A cop pulls up behind me and I see him or her, whatever I see, the officer pull up behind me. I would not have made that turn had I known it was an illegal turn. Like, I don't break the rules. So I knew the cop was there. So you made the turn immediately in front of the cop. Yeah. Like the cop was behind. That's why they pulled you over. I thought, when you first told me the story, I thought they were like in a nearby parking lot Mm -mm. and they saw you do it and they came and got you. Like, they probably thought that you were drunk or something. Oh, I don't know what they thought. And that's totally fine. Like, I appreciate it. I actually wish that they would pour more like pull more people over. Like I've seen people wrong way, freeway driving. I mean, crazy stuff. So yes, please pull people over in the middle of the night. Pull me over. Great. No problem with it. Um, and I just didn't know. So the guy pulls me over and has me roll my windows down, which I was like, okay, I'll roll my windows down, but that's kind of weird. And then he's like, no, that's a, you're always supposed to do that. Roll all your windows down. Uh huh. Because that way, especially in the middle of the night, it's, um, for the safety of the law enforcement officer. So okay. that way he or she can see everything that's going on in your car. It's kind of a way to say. Like, I'm safe. Hey, it's th- fine. Th- Take th- a look. Things are, things are cool. <laughs> There's not like, you know, burglary tools. You're not like the third wet bandit, you know. With- <laughs> right. I don't have a bunch of stolen, I don't know, whatever you steal. Um down here. So he like shines light on my car, asked me to roll down my car windows. I'm like, okay. And then he's like. Ma'am, you just broke code, but, 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 like recites the number to me. And I was uh-huh. like, okay. Um, and I was just looking at him. He's like, I, I need your license. And I was like, okay. And I was like, what does that mean? And he's like, it means that you can only turn. He said it in a very official way, but basically you can only turn left on red if you have two one-way streets. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. So that's what happened. Put it on my Instagram, by the way. And like so many Georgia drivers were like, oh my God, I do that all the time. I had no idea. Very small percentage of people were like, you're an idiot. So it's fine. I thought he was going to give me a warning because I, I honestly just didn't know. And I kind of thought we had a little like buddy-buddy system down there. Like I work down there. You work down there. We're both at work. Like I just... 
kind of assumed like, oh, okay, you didn't know, don't do it again you know, have yeah. a safe work. Like my badge was there. I was like feet from, from work. Right. And he just wasn't having any of it. Didn't crack a smile. Didn't say good morning. Didn't, I mean, it was business. So I got it. I, I, you know what, now that you, the, you tell the story that way, I'm not surprised at all because I'll bet he was just mad. Maybe. Mad. Like think of, think of it this way. If, if Ellie drops some food on the floor or like sneak some food off to the dogs, right? We're like, Ellie, don't do that. Mm -hmm. But if she looks us right in the eye, which she's starting to do a couple times, mm -hmm. and she makes eye contact, and then she slow motion takes her hand with like the piece of the pepperoni off the pizza or whatever it is, or, mm -hmm. the, or the, the apple slice or whatever, and holds it up and then drops it never breaking eye contact, then we're mad. Well, and it wasn't That's like- That's what it, you did to him. You're like, Not oh, intentionally. He doesn't know that. Not intentionally. So the reason I'm annoyed is my coworker friend, the first thing I want to say to her yesterday is, hey, you gave me really bad advice. That's totally illegal. And it just got me a ticket. And like, he probably thought that I was like super ballsy and you know, whatever. So, but I didn't tell her because I thought she would feel really bad about it. So I just kept my mouth well, shut. Well, you should tell her- so it doesn't happen to her. She knows because I ran into her. I was like, she's like, oh, how's your morning? I was like, oh, I got a ticket this morning. The craziest thing, she has no recollection that she gave me that advice. Uh, so I don't want to like rub it in. But anyways, Georgia drivers, it is illegal to do that. Um, those of you that didn't know that you could ever turn left, two one ways, apparently you can turn left. And... Yeah, I was, I will say I was kind of proud of myself because I was like, you know what? Okay. Yes, it is annoying. If I were the officer, I probably would have given me a warning. Like, I feel like that's a warning offense. Um, however, he was doing his job. I broke the law, even if it was unknowingly. So he's just doing his job. So fine. I got myself into quite a pickle yesterday. I just. Funny that you say that because it was a pickle in the kitchen. It was. I, I decided to, that the kitchen needed to be reorganized because a couple of the cabinets and drawers and whatnot were were not optimal. You know, when you move- they, You don't know until you start living in your them. kitchen and then right. you're like, ah, my natural inclination is to go right, not left or yeah. whatever. So I wanted to rearrange some stuff. It ended up being a bigger project. And so I'm working on it in the morning and- had to take stuff out, move stuff around, whatever. At like lunch, a little while before lunch. And I'm like 80, 60% working on it. Um, Ellie was pretty low key because she has, has her cold, but she was in the room with me kind of helping and she was, you know, playing with stuff and it was cool. But at, at like 11 in the morning, I was just completely over it, but I was only like 75 or 80% done. So I did... 80% of the kitchen between like 8.30 and 11, maybe 9 and 11. Um, and there's 25% of the kitchen left to be done. I did like 5% between like noon and 6 p.m. Mm -hmm. So there's 15, 20% left done and I'm just over it. I'm yeah. over it. I got two And it's a mess. It's not a mess. It's just messy. It's cluttered for your standards because you love a clean kitchen. Like you thrive with a clean kitchen and there's stuff on the counters that needs a home. So I'm sure it's driving you crazy. 
Yeah, it will be, but in 24 more hours, it will be. Here's my theory on, and this pertains to you and big projects. So if you're like Jeff and you routinely on the show think, oh, I totally get Jeff. Like I, I get him. I get his brain. I get how this works. This is for you. I think your problem during the week is you should, instead of tackling like three big projects during the week, you should tackle one big project and a whole bunch of little stuff. I don't disagree. I just didn't expect this to be this big of a project. Well, that's where I come in because I feel like you underestimate how long things take. I totally underestimated the kitchen. Um, yeah, the kitchen, something that's probably going to take a while. And I feel to like me, you- there, there were three cabinets. It was like a three-way trade. Mm-hmm. I was like, the stuff that's in the lower cabinet is going to go into the upper cabinet. The stuff that's going to go into the upper cabinet is going to go into the cabinet to the right of the refrigerator. And the stuff that's in the right of the refrigerator is going to go into the lower cabinet. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be that simple. Yeah. It wasn't. Because then other cabinets got involved and then it, then there were like drawers. Then I'm like, well, all the barbecue stuff should be together. Like the stuff for the grill. Right. And it just became a thing. Well, I think for you – you tend to not realize how long things are going to take, whatever. So I would suggest maybe taking a couple of small projects that you know are small for your week so you can feel like you're crossing a bunch of stuff off your to-do list. And then something that you're not sure how long it's going to take, um, maybe saving saving that for the end. Does that make sense? It does, but it wouldn't have applied in this case because I would have put this on the thing of small project. Well, I was thinking small project like throw your clothes in the laundry, um, you know, put your shoes away, <laughs> you know, like little things that you you really know are going to take. Wear pants. Wear pants brush would be a teeth. good one. Always a solid move to brush your teeth, you know. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for your next comedian here at Ellie's Comedy Club. You're going to love this guy. Welcome to the stage, Dad. Here's a joke that you can use all weekend long. What do you call someone who fought for Americans' independence in 1776 who also happens to be a really great cartoonist? A Yankee doodler. (laughs) We did a text poll a few months ago, and the number one answer about staying in hotels was, like, what people love about staying in hotels uh, is, was super comfortable beds, right? And here we are. On the cusp of a holiday weekend where travel is supposed to be a disaster. So this is my suggestion. Instead of going anywhere where you might get on a, your flight might get canceled or you might get rerouted or whatever, stay home. Go to callieandjeff.com slash sleep and get yourself some new cozy earth sheets to put on your bed that will replicate, if not... Oh, they're going to beat it. Exceed the -hmm. expectations you have for the most comfortable hotel bed you've ever slept in. These have a 100-night sleep guarantee, so you can decide if you like them for 
a hundred nights. That's three months. Three months. And you're going to love them is the thing. I'm telling you right now, you're going to absolutely love them. It is love it for sleep. I'm telling you, that should be their slogan. Love it for sleep. Love it for sleep. I mean, first time you slide into that bed, you're going to love it. So get yourself a discount, 40% off. It's a great deal. Go to callieandjeff.com slash sleep. And you can thank us later. Here's the story. A city girl named Molly marries a fifth generation beet farmer and now lives right on the border between Minnesota and North Dakota. And she gets a TV show and now a podcast. Molly's recipes are so simple and so genius and they're inspired by the meals that she makes for herself and her family with a little twist. But the winner here the sounds that they capture on her podcast. The sizzles and the pops as she cooks bacon and hash, the crunch of the cabbage and the fishy tacos. You get to hear it all. So if you are a fan of ASMR or if ASMR was a cooking show, this is the podcast that you want to listen to. They put the actual recipes in the show notes. So if your mouth starts watering while you're listening, they've got you covered. If you've seen the show Girl Meets Farm, this podcast takes the audio right from that TV show. It's going to feel like you've got Molly right in your kitchen, keeping you company as you get dinner ready. You can find Girl Meets Farm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Girl Meets Farm. Enjoy. As moms, we want to make the best possible choices for our kids, but... Sometimes it's hard because time is not always on our side. We are busy. No judgment here. One thing that I have really loved is Little Spoon. Little Spoon is a one-stop shop for healthy, easy mealtime and snack time for your baby, your toddler, and your big kid delivered right to your door. They make healthy mealtime easy at every single stage, saving hours in your week and at a reasonable price. They're also the most flexible company. You can pause, you can modify, you can cancel, or you can skip at any time. Now, Ellie has tried a bunch of these and I love the plates that are pre-put together. So they have a super healthy, like hidden veggie situation going on. She loved the hidden veggie mac and cheese that we had. And you pop it in the microwave for a couple of minutes, take the top off of it and serve it to her right on the plate it comes in. It is super duper easy and the food is really nutritious for her. The best part is the price is awesome. With kids meals under $5 and baby food and smoothie snacks under $3, it makes trying Little Spoon easy. Get 50% off your first order with the code UPSIDE at checkout when you go to littlespoon.com. Again, that is 50% off when you enter the code UPSIDE at checkout Go to littlespoon.com. Here are my three random things for today. Fourth of July is the number one beer selling holiday of the year. Like retailers look forward to Black Friday. Uh, Beer sellers and booze sellers look forward to the fourth of July. In some states, beer distributors will deliver double the amount of beer on for fourth of July week than they do on a typical week. I'm surprised that that's, I'm a little surprised that it is bigger than, actually, no, I'm not, bigger than Super Bowl. The thing with the Super Bowl is, number one, it's in the middle of winter, right? Mm. And it's not a holiday. 
Like and every, it's on a Sunday. Yeah. That's what so I mean. People like, work. Yeah. Right. I drink it as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second random thing is uh, Cosmopolitan magazine quoted a psychotherapist with this suggestion. And I think it's brilliant. If you don't like your job, the suggestion this therapist has is when you come home, immediately strip out of all your clothes, lie naked on your bed or whatever for a few minutes, then get dressed in a completely different outfit using the symbolism of stripping everything off as a way to leave all of the negative energy related to your job behind in a pile on the floor, so to speak. Great idea in theory, but I think given the way of the world today, just quit your job and find a new one. Yeah. Everybody's quitting. It's the great resignation or whatever they call it. Yeah. And you're supposed to be now, like people, they're telling people, apply for your dream job. Like so many companies are desperate for employees that they will take less than qualified people if your personality matches up. Mm-hmm. So apply for your dream job or hang out naked, either one. And my third random thing is, uh, Everybody is born with the ability to smile, but as we age, we smile less often. Children smile an average of 400 times per day. Oh my gosh. A middle-aged adult smiles on average 20 times a day. That's so depressing. I know. (laughs) That's 5% of the time. So, So I hope this holiday weekend you are able to smile like a child. And those are my three random things. I have a beautiful human alert. Let's wrap this week up with something that will warm your heart. This is out of Missouri. And I'm sure you saw, if you watched the news at all this week, that there were 290 people on an Amtrak train. It derailed in Missouri flipped onto its side. Um, really scary thing. I think it hit a dump truck, which is just, you know, it's really sad. Very scary. On the Amtrak train were a group of 16 Boy Scouts. Now, teenage Boy Scouts. And if you're going to be in a situation like that, you either want like military personnel, medical personnel, or the next best thing, Boy Scouts, yeah. right? Especially... I'm- I know there are people like, what, Boy Scouts? But I will tell you that um, I think it's there. there's just something about a guy wearing a uniform. Well, it doesn't matter if it's a Boy Scout uniform or a military uniform. If you put a, a guy in a uniform, there's just this compulsion to maybe, I don't know, maybe it's some weird superhero thing or whatever. That like, you feel oh, like stronger no, or something? I must. Yes, I must do this, you know? Yeah. So, and they had just come off of like an adventure, like a 10 day mountain adventure. So they had been camping in the woods for like 10 days. They hiked a hundred miles. I mean, these kids, you know what I mean? Like boy scouts don't play. Right. So one of the 15 year old scouts went to the front of the train when it derailed, realized that the driver of the dump truck was there. He was the one that had caused the accident and the Boy Scouts sat with the guy who caused the accident and he passed away um, with the Boy Scout there comforting him. And I just thought that that was really, really sweet. And I mean, as a 15 year old, like that's a cool thing to do. Like, I don't know if I would have been in the right mindset to to do that for someone else and to know they're at the end of their life and to comfort them. And then his other Boy Scouts were helping people 
um, evacuate by breaking the train windows and helping people get to safety. So I thought that was super cool and a really horrible situation to be in, but amazing and really brave that they stepped up to help everybody around them. So the Boy Scouts, it doesn't say the troop, but whatever Boy Scout troop it was, you are this week's Upside Beautiful Humans. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. We love your messages and your feedback helps us create the best show for you. Last week on the Beautiful Human Alert, we told you about the young man in South Carolina raising money to pay for his own adoption. Um, We're at, uh, I think, over $1,200. Awesome. Via Venmo, but I did have a couple people ask if I could wait to send it in so they could send me money today. Because it's Oh, pay- it's payday Friday? Because it's payday. So um, I'll have it an exact final total next week, which I think will probably end up being on Wednesday because we're not doing shows on Monday and Tuesday, right? We totally forgot that we technically took next week off. So we're going to do, we don't know when we're going to do shows next week. We are going to bring shows, but we're just not sure what days we're going to do them. But we're definitely de- we- not Monday, but um, you know, it'll be like a little surprise. It'll be a holiday week surprise. Are you afraid of the dark was my jam. I love that. Didn't really get into the Goosebump books. I was, I think I was probably reading Babysitter's Club at that time, but um, it's definitely where the love of Dateline and the true crime in 2020, like I'm such a fiend for that. And I just think it's so funny that I never thought of, that I was, that I'd been into that since I was a little kid, but I used to always watch Unsolved Mysteries with my mom and like the original, original. And I remember being like so terrified because I was like, oh crap, this is actually real. Um, yeah, and my anxiety, I guess. <laughs> Whoops. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Years ago, I wanted to feel like my best self, right? So part of that was working out. So I'm like, I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna ask somebody, I don't know anything about weights, right? So I'm gonna ask somebody like, what should I be doing that's good for me? How can I like work out? How can I like push my body? And how can I just feel better, right? And then when I tell people that, they're like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's so cool. How do you feel? I'm like, I feel great. It's the same thing with therapy, right? When you walk into a therapy and you're working on your mind, you're working with a professional who can help like lead you through some murky mental situations. Life is stressful, it can be really hard and you do not have to navigate it alone. So if you're feeling a little foggy, a little down, you don't even have to know what's wrong because a good therapist will lead you through everything and BetterHelp is here to make it as easy as possible because you can do it from the comfort of your own home. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash upside. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash upside. Sometimes you got a day that's filled with multiple things, like maybe you're meeting a romantic interest for coffee in the morning. Then you head off to work where you all got to be all official and proper. And then you're meeting friends out for happy hour where you could be a little more like, you know, shenanigans or whatnot. You can wear the same outfit and change your eyeglasses. 
I'm thinking, what? Why would I do that? Because the eyes are the first thing that people notice. And if you change your eyeglasses, people are gonna know exactly what you're up to by how stylish your frames are. And that's so easy with Pear Eyewear. I love this. Pear Eyewear has $60 frames with prescription lenses that you get. Those are great. Those are the base frames. But you can also get these top frames. They're magnetic and you can build a collection that matches your personality and you can swap them out whenever you like. So I've got the basic black frames. You'll catch me wearing those most of the time, but I've also got brightly colored top frames for when I'm just feeling a little, I don't know, saucy or I've got something different going on or I just don't want to look boring with my basic black frames. Pair Eyewear makes glasses as unique as you are with one pair and infinite style. It all starts at just $60. Go to PairEyewear.com slash upside. You'll get an additional 15% off your first purchase. That's 15% off at PairEyewear.com slash upside. What's going on, people? It's TC. Hey, uh, Jeff. Um... This is something that, that I had to train my brain when I would hit those type of walls that I can't get past, whether it was with an argument, uh, a dispute with somebody, or something I just couldn't let go. Many, 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 many years ago, uh, one of my first therapists had taught me to think in those moments that, one, you're powerless. Two, it's not going to change right now. And three, it is what it is. And I use that phrase when I need to train my brain. Well, I train my brain with that phrase to get past moments that I just couldn't let go before. It is very simple. It is what it is. Hey, friends. It's Leslie listening to today's podcast, and I'm one of those people who are super annoying, at least to my husband, because things just roll off. Bad news, that kind of thing. Um, if anything, if I get like a bad work review or um, bad news that I might be able to do something about in the future, um, I'll vent to a friend of mine, and then I'm done with it. So, it drives my husband crazy, but that's the way it is, and it is legit. Some of us are just wired that way. So I know it's crazy, but it is what it is. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Bye. Hi, guys. Uh, it's Renee. Jeff, you were asking for tips on how to not get dug into that hole when you're thinking about something. Um, two things on that. First, uh, I was told once, if it's not going to matter in five years, don't spend more than five minutes worrying about it. I try to keep that at the front of my mind. And the second thing that I taught myself to do, because I used to be like, one bad thing would just ruin my day. Um, I use the toddler method, which is distraction. If your kid is having a breakdown, if they're crying, fussing, um, you know, you, instead of trying to tell them to stop, you give them something to work on, something else to do. I try to do that for myself to take my mind fully away from the whatever is bothering me, if it really matters, you know, it'll pop back up uh, into my head. But if not, um, you know, and generally now, you know, it kind of just, it fades away and, and I can calm down a little quicker. So those are my tips. Thanks. 
you're constantly doubting yourself, I'm a psychologist and here are three things I wish I knew when I was younger about self-doubt. Number one, avoidance feeds self-doubt. And the more you avoid something, the more you will believe in that narrative that says, I would never have been good enough anyway. Number two, tackling self-doubt demands courageous action in the direction of something that matters to you. Something that feels so important that it overrides your need to feel comfortable and ready. Number three, when you stop waiting for self-doubt to disappear, when you make this radical decision to let that self-doubt come along for the ride as you do that scary thing, it won't hold you back anymore.